truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Well, greetings and welcome to the Steve Day Show on Blaze TV radio podcast. However, you are consuming us. I'm not Steve Dace. Steve is out today. More on that in just a little bit. If you'd like to interact with us on the show, it's me, just me and Todd today. You can do so in a couple of different ways. If you still want to talk to the main man, you can email him, Steve at Steve Dace on Twitter, at Steve Dace Show. Todd, you can find on Twitter, at Dace Online, and myself, Aaron, you can find at Dace Producer if you would like to interact with us, as I said. Well, speaking of social media, if you follow Steve on social media, you will have seen a couple of posts both on Facebook and Twitter. Steve spent the night overnight in the hospital. Not going to get into too many details because we don't really know them yet, but uh, some of the symptoms that he described to Todd and I. It was one of those things where it's probably better uh, and wise to uh, stay in the hospital for um, observation. So that's where Steve is today, and um, hopefully he'll uh, be able to get out uh, fairly quickly and uh, let you know what's going on when that time comes. But in his stead today, of course, it's myself and Todd, as I mentioned earlier. Coming up into the next half hour, we're going to be uh, going through fake news or not, as we typically do on Tuesdays. You won't want to miss that. Into hour number two, at the top of the hour of hour number two, we're going to be doing a topic that I'm not going to tell you what it is, because if I do, I know that probably half of our audience might turn us off right away. And I think, Todd, it's probably safe to say that if we, in all seriousness, um, launched or lobbied for this topic to be on a regular show when Steve was here, um, I think he would probably roll his, I think it's safe to say, he would probably roll his eyes and say, no, but we're going to talk about it since he's gone today. That's coming up into the next uh, hour as well. Uh, possibly your phone calls later on in the show as well. And our montage coming up right now, it is what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by the Communist Town Hall. CNN held a town hall last night with several Democratic candidates for president. Here's a sampling of what we heard. By this. You know, children, seniors, we all need to drink clean air and uh, drink clean water and breathe clean air. And, you know, don't don't drink the air. (laughs) And every single time I have run, I have won every single congressional district in my state, including Michelle Bachman's. Okay, it's when you guys are supposed to cheer. You think the Boston Marathon bomber should vote not after he pays his debt to society, but while he's in jail. You sure about that? This is a democracy. We've got to expand that democracy. And I believe every single person does have the right to vote. We have very good reason to believe that there is an investigation that has been conducted, which has produced evidence that tells us that this president and his administration engaged in obstruction of justice. I believe Congress should take the steps towards impeachment. You used to argue that you should have government control, the means of capitalism, uh, energy companies. When did I say that? In the 70s. Okay, right. No, but hold what on. What did you say in the hold 70s? Hold on. The right to vote is inherent to our democracy, yes, even for terrible people. Do you agree with that, Senator? I agree that the right to vote is one of the very important components of citizenship. Convicted, in prison, like the Boston Marathon bomber. Death row, people who are convicted of sexual assault, they should be able to vote? I think we should have that conversation. Boston Marathon bomber, should they be able to vote? While incarcerated? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I do believe that when you are out, when you have served your sentence, then uh, part of being restored to society is that you are part of the political life of this nation again. 
and one of the things that needs to be restored is your right to vote. Upon being elected, I will give the United States Congress 100 days to get their act together and have the courage to pass reasonable gun safety laws. And if they fail to do it, then I will take executive action. And specifically what I will do is put in place a requirement that for anyone who sells more than five guns a year, they are required to do background checks when they sell those guns. I will require that for any gun dealer that breaks the law, the ATF take their license. And by the way, ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Well, the ATF has been doing a lot of the A and the T, but not much of the F. And we need to fix that. In completely unrelated news, Open the Books, a self-described government watchdog group, mapped every report of human feces on the streets of San Francisco since 2011. Here's what it looks like. I'm telling you, you better watch your step. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is back at it. Especially when it comes to the VA, all I can think of is that classic brain that my parents always told me growing up, which is that if it ain't broke, In case you didn't catch that, couldn't hear, AOC said of the Veterans Affairs Administration, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The debate over student loan forgiveness is kicking into high gear. Elizabeth Warren announced her plans to pay back those loans with other people's money. This kicked off a massive debate on Twitter with some conservatives like Ross Douthat of the New York Times and Polymath coming out in support of some version of loan forgiveness. Washington Post headline, Christianity under attack. Sri Lanka's church bombings stoke far-right anger in the West. Remember making toast in a gizmo like this? Maybe you remember Grandma toasting homemade raisin bread loaded with plump raisins. Everidge Farm remembers. In the old days, if you were president and you had a good economy, you were basically immune from criticism. Remember, it's the economy, stupid. Today, I have, as president, perhaps the greatest economy in history. And the mainstream media means nothing. But it will. Apparently, Brawny has new packaging for their paper towels. It features three women with the words, strength has no gender. That's compared to the old version of the packaging, which contains, well... Congratulations, you played yourself. And finally, this. Northern Kentucky Barbecue Food Truck is getting a lot of heat after advertising on T-shirts on social media. The owner took a play on the words, LGBTQ and change it to Liberty, Guns, Bible, Trump, and Barbecue. Some are calling the message insensitive and hateful. Our Amber Jam spoke with the owner of the food truck and tells us how he's defending the message and how some other agencies are responding. Well, that's right, Robin. Right now we're outside of Trinity Episcopal Church and Bell Smoking Barbecue was supposed to bring their food truck here next month for the Sprouts and Stouts Festival. But after this recent controversy, they were told not to come. Now, this shirt is a play off of this one and it's the LGBT. They added a Q for the barbecue. Bell Smoking Barbecue is based in Williamstown, but the owner, Jamie Smith, has been traveling all over the state, bringing his food to crowds for three years. Now his merchandise is overshadowing his smoked meats. I posted a shirt today for new swag, um, and it just went out of hand. It got blown up. This is a shirt, and this is a message he posted on Facebook telling people how they could get the shirts. The post quickly went viral with many people sending their own messages, like simple bigotry, sad commentary for business, good luck going broke. 
Smith took down the message and replaced it with a statement, saying in part, We apologize if we have offended any groups of people, organizations, or individuals with our shirts. We respect all beliefs and lifestyles and want no ill will towards anyone. Ariel Lewis says the message puts a bad taste in her mouth. Wearing that shirt is a Offensive. She hasn't tried Belle's smoking barbecue yet, but now has no plans to. I ain't never gonna try it. I make my own. Just because of this t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. That's foolish. Very foolish. That's just, uh, I mean, everyone believes in something different. Many people in Williamstown say they plan to continue to stand behind the family business. If I see the food truck, I'm gonna stop by and get some food. It sounds really good. At the end of the day, we gotta stand for what we believe in. And like I said, if this has offended anyone, that wasn't our intention, but it's just a good play on words. And that's what happened while we were away. Yeah, I don't, I don't really get the uh, issue with with that last story, Todd. I mean, isn't it? After all, isn't it? Aren't we up to like LGBTQIA, TUV, WX, Y, and Z now? I mean, it wasn't LGBT retired like I don't know five years ago? Also, what you know? Why is it insensitive? Why, why is it insensitive? Uh, for us to retcon or to uh, change their terms, we don't even have the word "gay" anymore, Todd. That that's that means com- something completely different than its original meaning. Uh, but yeah, people, man, you get your acronyms wrong, Todd. People, people are going to cut you. Montage today brought to you by Relief Factor. You know, in America, it's estimated over 50 million people will miss work due to pain. They use Americans spend over two thousand dollars a year to combat pain. And 66 expect to live the rest of their life with some pain. Now, we've here at The Blaze have seen so many of Relief Factors clients who have been um, helping so many of our employees. We've also been literally hearing from thousands in our audience who tell us how Relief Factor has changed their lives by helping their pain. Now, Relief Factor is 100%, 100% drug free, uh, created by doctors. They offer a three-week quick start, only $19.95, a dollar a day. It's like a trial pack. Zero percent of people who order the three-week quick start go on to order more. I'm sorry, 100% of the people who order the three-week quick start go on to order more. Four key ingredients that help your bodies fight against inflammation. That's all that Relief Factor has. You can join me, get your life back with Relief Factor in their three-week quick start for only $19.95. If you're in pain, what have you got to lose? If you want a drug-free and natural way to ease your pain and your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Now, before we get into kind of some of the uh, heart of the montage there, Todd, uh, which was the town hall that CNN had last night for uh, multiple Democrat candidates, I want to let you know how many times recently, and it continues to happen, how many times I'm preparing the montage every day, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says something bat crap crazy, which is like every day, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, because there is a point where it's like, okay, we get it, she's stupid, she's crazy, most people don't in, in real America don't know who she is, but man, I... With AOC, you know what, Todd? You're you're the show's editor. Can can we play as as the editor? Is it okay if we play make believe here for a little bit? We can do whatever you want. Wow, that's that's some confirmation or affirmation right there. Let's play make believe for a little bit. Let's say we are and 
let's say we are um, a producer, an executive producer at a major mainstream American television network or maybe a Netflix or, or HBO or something like that. And we are pitched an idea to come up with a show that accurately depicts the downfall of America and a slide towards the oblivion. Except, except this show, it's, it's going to be a ham-fisted attempt to actually thwart those who would have us running towards the ash heap of history. It's going to be a, a ham-fisted propaganda against that, which would never happen in real life. But we're playing make-believe here. So we start the show. We start making the show. We start casting, and we go to Central Casting, Todd, and we think, hey, who, who, would, be a great, who would be a great character? And who could we get to play this character who would be kind of like the middle manager of the bad guys, of the, the antagonists in the show that's just so bumbling and just such um, beyond a parody of what they're trying to do? To, who could we cast for that? Well, you know, Captain Marvel, we can't get somebody that's you know, not good to look at to play Captain Mar- Marvel, even though she's you know, supposed to be some sort of feminist hero. We're going to go get Brie Larson. How, who could we play to, to, to get a repre- like an elected representative who's just so dumb and just like says like a lot? It, who could we? Oh, I get it. We could get Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I kid you not, Todd. The longer this woman makes headlines like this, and the longer this, and it's every, almost every day, she says something just completely stupid, and I see it all over Twitter, uh, again, almost every day. It is like she is right out of central casting, trying to play the bumbling, moronic, um, millennial airhead who's trying to take us toward socialism. And uh, the way, uh, the reason I say she's out of central is because she's, I mean, you know, socialist policies notwithstanding, she's pretty, she's, she's got it going on. I think she's pretty, pretty attractive, but it is just like she is right out of central casting, Todd, saying the, the VA, if it ain't broke, don't fix what? I, it is something like that every single day, and I have to pull myself back, or uh, otherwise this montage would just be, uh, you know, what happened while we were away, brought to you by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Um, fortunately for the Democrats, Todd, I don't think she's doing as much damage to their brand, which says a lot. I don't think she's doing as much damage to their brand as Ilan Omar is, uh, consistently, but I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that this is just something out of central casting? Are we being, are we being played here? Is this just parody? No, no. Truth is stranger than fiction. You got to remember that. So, uh, I, I think she has changed my opinion. We talked yesterday about um, the likelihood of impeachment. Before uh, the 2018 election, uh, my nothing burger philosophy ultimately ended me to conclude, which I, I think I was right about, that there would just it would be such a joke overall that you wouldn't be able to pursue uh, with a straight face impeachment but then the elections came along and you have ocasio-cortez you have omar and who's the third aaron the talib thank you uh they they're not anomalies they are legion legion i i think we need to recognize that fact uh and and they the their presence and the 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 amount of time people spend defending them uh tells me that uh impeachment now is as likely a proposition as not, at least the constant drumbeat and not walking away and leaving it alone because cultish behavior 
is taking over. And as I said yesterday, it, it, it it's just too easy uh, for – if we're really going to talk about cultish behavior, we have to follow those breadcrumbs wherever it leads. And it leads to people like this. They're, they're people like this. They're running – Hollywood, they're running our universities, they're running our public schools. Um, it, it's, it, it's imperative that you, Aaron, are diligent in including uh, clips like this. Because it, it's, it's not anomalies, it, it, it's not a farce, it's not just trying to trick the public. We, we need to wake up. You, the, the, some of your entire montage, not just today and every day, as I said yesterday, uh, late last week, like this is on you, America. When are you going to take your country back? And I, to that the barbecue guy's point, that's all he's trying to do. He's just, no, I ain't playing. He's saying no. It's his little Rosa Parks moment. Nope, 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 nope. Now, wear the shirt. Don't wear the shirt. Eat the barbecue. Don't eat the barbecue. I don't care. But have an equal standard. You know what I actually find kind of clever? Uh, you know uh, the uh, Jesus fish, Aaron? Yeah. I, I like the Jesus fish. The Jesus fish are cool. You know what I also think is a clever little troll? Is the, the is the atheists and or the evolution people who have the Jesus fish with the feet on it? Oh, yeah. I'm not insulted. <laughs> I can get through that. So they're co-opting our thing. Making their point. Fine. We can move on from that. What's the difference here between this guy and that? I guarantee you the same people out there saying, this is wrong, including the people in the media. What are we going to do here? Including the people in that ridiculous Episcopal church where this just cannot stand. What would they say about the Jesus fish with feet on it? It's not going to be the same thing, and that's why they're a joke. And reverse this as well. If you're one of the Christians— who are going to line up and support this guy for barbecue, but are uh, just, I just can't even. If you see feet on the, you're the problem too. All of you are. Have an equal standard that you will live your life by. And if you do, you got a shot at taking your country back from the likes and let Aaron segue with this, but with from the likes of what you heard on CNN, because if you will let that stand... Yikes! Yeah, the people in that Episcopalian church in the in the last video that we saw of the barbecue guy with the LGBTQ uh, T-shirt that was a funny play on words. The people in that Episcopalian church are probably the same people who are like, "Yes, seal clap!" You know, when when uh, Pete Buttigieg, which was not in the montage, said last night, "God does not belong to a political party." Um, well, that's true, but I don't think, as Ben Shapiro tweeted out today, I don't think God would belong to or support the party that supports abortion on demand, killing babies, all of the, you know, immorality that the Democrats champion every single day. And how about this, though? Speaking of uh, of Pete Buttigieg, he's the voice of reason. That guy's the voice of reason. Um, Kamala Harris, yes, we should let the Boston bomber, we should have that, we should have that conversation. Bernie Sanders, yes, uh, the Boston bomber should be able to vote. Pete Buttigieg, no. But once he gets out, yeah, he can vote. Um, guys, this is why we were talking about last week with the Mueller report. It is much better for them to pursue impeachment and keep talking about obstruction, 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 rather than, yeah, we should let felons vote. Yeah. People, people on death row. I just saw a story the other day about a guy who, uh, just a total 
like an actual racist guy who uh, drugged a or drug a, uh, a a black fella uh, behind his pickup, killing him. He's on death row now. He's going to get um, he's going to get um, you know capital punishment. You know, but but he should be able to vote. Yeah, yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. And and yeah, Kamala Harris. That's that's a great campaign message for mainstream. Um, if I'm elected, I'm going to give Congress 100 days, and if they don't do something, then I'm going to use the full force and power of my office to confiscate. Essentially, she's saying we're going to confiscate. If you elect me, I will confiscate your guns. That's basically what she's saying. I don't think that's really a stretch to to, to garner that out of out of what she said. And Bernie Sanders, I, I mean, what does it say again? What does it say when? Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, as I said just a little bit ago, she's not even she's doing damage, but she's not doing as much damage as uh, Elon Omar or maybe Rashida Tlaib on some days. What's that say about the Democratic Party? What's it say also that after 2016, maybe Bernie Sanders changed. I don't think he has, but maybe he has. I think, Todd, when I was going through these clips and I was watching all of these candidates last night, Amy Klobuchar included, Bernie Sanders is actually kind of likable compared to many of the candidates running right now. I don't know if he's changed or if that just is where the Democrats are right now. But this is Todd. This is why we talked about last week, late last week, and I think I brought it up again yesterday, uh, maybe off the air, about this is why they need to keep talking about obstruction. Because if they think that felons voting is cool, is going to play with mainstream America, I'm going to confiscate your guns is cool, is going to play with mainstream America, Bernie Sanders having to defend, I'm not going to disavow things I said about nationalizing all industry back in the 70s. If, that, if they think that's going to play, um, maybe it will. Maybe it won't, but I don't think it. I don't think people are going to really glom onto that. I really hope not. Maybe we're at that point. We're going to find out. That's the that's the kicker. But that is why they cannot let the Mueller thing go. That's why they're going to continue hounding if they can. Robert Mueller outside his church in front of his wife on Easter Sunday or any holiday. That's because they cannot let this go. Because if they do, if they do, then this is going to be what we get. Abortion. All of the. The, the issue du jour, the, the red issue du jour, du jour, the communist issue du jour, that's what we're going to get if they, if they stop talking about if they stop talking about Mueller. Well, and if, if, our, if the job is to turn out our collective bases, I, I, I think their base, and that's my point about the, the madness level on the left, their base is turned out. It's going to come out. So you don't need to talk about uh, the issues so much as the personalities. And that goes back to the Steve Day's philosophy about who wins when you talk about what. Uh, but they need to t- keep our base from coming out. And by talking about Trump all the time, uh, they have a chance of doing that better than talking um, about issues. Yeah, B- Bernie Sanders, I mean, doing lovable, old, crazy socialist. When did I say that? Well, in in the 70s, oh, well, yeah, whatever. I said things back then. It's remarkable at how dismissive he is about what is his lifelong uh, philosophy. Uh, and he, he's not ideologically dismissive. He just says, oh, you know, it was the 70s. Those were weird times. Uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, and, he, and within this lineup, this police blotter, yeah, he might actually come off as lovable crazy uncle in okay um yeah but going can i but steve's point still holds water 
about how uh, you know the mayor from Indiana who hasn't paid his dues while we have a long way to go uh, within this huge crowded field until he is viewed as viable in this thing. Uh, I, I I think that is reasonable because what he's because again he's trying he's in many ways the press is going to use him as a distraction to get uh, the kind of the Bob Vanderplatz uh, don't be that guy responses to him. There's been some success in that so far, but uh, as Steve also believes, we don't do constructs; we do real people. Pete Buttigieg, it, he's he's ex-military, right? That's my understanding. Yeah, he's there's a there's a sober-minded presentation to the guy. It, when there's a bunch of dunderheads out there, he actually comes across as a grown-up in the room. And I think that's going to serve him well. I think he's going to just be able to last for a, a while. And that's why I predicted last week, I, th- I, th- I really think the guy, by the time we get to June or July, and we've had, you know, one— a debate or something like that. I think he's going to be able within five points in the lead at the of, of the polling at the very least. He's already what third, fourth, something like yep. that. Uh, don't don't count that guy out. I, I, I fundamentally he he's just as off the rails as the other guys. But I, I just trying to read the tea leaves uh, as they are. This is I I don't hope for this, but I I, I think we should not. Well, I know we should not simply he, jump into caricature. Yeah. Uh because if we do, that's going to just show how grotesque our blind spots are. We need he, to combat real with real. He is what Howard what I think um Steve kind of forecasted Howard Schultz could have been. And Howard Schultz's candidacy as an independent is going nowhere that I know of anyway. But he is he is that um, voice in the room where the really squishy suburbanites who really don't like Trump whatsoever, um, but really don't want to be communist and don't think they're communist. He is somebody that I could see them voting for and they don't feel bad because he just comes off. Well, I saw that last night. The, the, The same type of people were just, yes. Yes, all over the God doesn't have a political party, and 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 again, that's that's true. It's coming from from him, from a, I think a, a, probably a faulty premise, uh, but that's that's the type of vote that he could pick up, and I think that's the type of danger. Actually, the most danger that he could pose is that he could throw his weight around. He is basically a um, a, a different version of Beta O'Rourke, and I I don't know why Beta O'Rourke is not catching on as fast. Um, but that that is basically what he is set aside uh steve's again solid analysis of beta and texas set that aside uh i'm way more weary of Buttigieg than beto i and beto is a flake he just he just is um and he were not in texas uh and a foil uh against ted cruz i we we just would not be talking of him but here's this guy out of nowhere uh, in Indiana, and it is already, uh, you, you just, you can't, you, you, for the same reasons Obama, President uh, Obama became President Obama in a race that started off with, it's certainly not going to be anybody but Hillary Clinton or John Edwards. Uh, don't, you, you've got to be more wide open to the possibilities in the back of your head that you used to think, I'm, that's crazy. You got to be more open than 
ever before because the playing Who's field has changed. Uh, yeah, indeed. That's it. I can't say that any better. Our friends at Home Title Lock sent us another another example of how devastating home title fraud is and why every listener needs Home Title Lock. Let me tell you about Bill and Betty from Portland. Online thieves in the U.S. and abroad found the couple's home title exposed on a website. They forgot documents, so it looked like they were new homeowners and borrowed thousands of dollars against, or they forged documents, I should say, uh, made it look like they were new homeowners and borrowed thousands of dollars against the property. Bill and Betty didn't know until the late payment notice started to pour in, but it got worse. A foreign bank foreclosed and had them evicted from their own home. They spent a fortune trying to get their home back. Bill and Betty did not have home title lock. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title and mortgage. Here's what I advise you to do right now. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and and register your home to see if it's already been uh, tampered with. And if you register right now, you get a free scan and report, $100 value for free. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to be having another round of fake news or not, as we typically do on Tuesdays. Stick around. Todd, I have a confession to make. Uh-oh. 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 I love that. Um, I don't. I I don't like eating my vegetables, man. Um, especially during the winter where it's kind of hard to come by. Fresh vegetables, uh, you know, frozen vegetables are a little bit easier to prepare, but they're kind of nasty. Fresh vegetables are kind of expensive and a little bit harder, like I said, to come by during the winter. It'll be less hard. Um, and all, I don't I don't get enough vegetables. Um, but now thanks to field of greens from Brickhouse Nutrition's, our friends there, uh, I don't have any excuse and neither do you. Laziness really is at the root of all this. It ends in bad health. There isn't an excuse anymore. Being healthy is as simple as putting one scoop in a cup of water, stirring it and you're done. And this isn't some fly by night supplement or laboratory created vitamin that kills your kidneys. Field of Greens is real USDA organic fruits and vegetables complete with antioxidants, boosts immunity and has antioxidant power and is pro prebiotic and probiotic. This is real food. And if it wasn't for Field of Greens, uh, a lot of people, including Steve, probably wouldn't ever get their fair share and needed amount of fruits and vegetables. Go to BrickHouseSteve.com, all one word, BrickHouseSteve.com, and get 15% off your first order with the offer code Steve. A better you awaits. That's BrickHouseSteve.com, offer code Steve. BrickHouseSteve.com, offer code Steve. It is time, as it is always on Tuesdays, for fake news or not. Let's go to Ellen, who's in Knightstown, Indiana, somewhat concerned about climate change. Ellen, tell us why. Um, First of all, I believe that we are going to go toward a better climate from just using solar panels and things like this, uh, just to air more healthy. But I would like to point out that I'm a student for many years, since 1948, of... God's 
control of the weather. He was the one that predicted the flood was going to come, and it did. And he was also the one that talked about the um, sun in, in Revelation. He talks about the fact that he's going to cause the sun to be hot, that the people that are left behind after the rapture will be very, very uncomfortable and the I just believe that the there's something else that I can't remember what it was now. I thought about it before I called that that which shows that God is in in charge in many ways of the of the uh climate. God bless the uh, the folks who host that show. I've seen it enough times over the years. Uh, they, it doesn't matter who calls in; they're just all business. Yep. Just keep rolling. Thank you for right after that. I'm sure it was thank you for calling. Um, listen, God bless you, sister. Um, I, I, your your faith is clearly real, um, but um, this is where Steve. Like, how do I say this? J- j- it's not God causing the flood is an entirely different conversation than solar panels. Um, can I leave it at that, Aaron? I suppose to. I, I suppose so. Um, I don't know if this is this type of thing is. I don't know if this is this is uh, kind of. The, 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 con- the way this conversation should go, but I just watched you that entire clip because are there are there Catholics like this, Todd? Because I I'm sorry, I I know there. I mean, like you said, God yeah. bless this this woman, but there are a lot of um, let's just say I've heard that type of thing many times before. No, there. See, remember Steve said the opposite extreme. Of one extreme is it's not automatically one's bad and one's mm-hmm. good. It's it, no the Catholics have the reverse extreme. We we believe all oh, the global growing okay. clap yeah. uh, too yeah. too often. Yeah, that that's our issue. So it just I I don't even what was the what was the point of that call-in um, show? Just so I don't want to take her out of context too much. The point of the call-in show, yeah. I think, it was just thoughts on Green New Deal that type Green of thing. Green New Deal, yeah. In general, yeah. Um, Earth Day. Just it's so. This is fake news or not, right? Yeah, that's fake. I, news. I have to. That's fake news. Yeah. Talked, uh, Chris, and you're absolutely right. I talked about this all the time on the uh, on the course of the last year. When I talked about evidence of collusion in plain sight, I used those words in plain sight. And I pointed to the meetings in Trump Tower that uh, Don Jr. and Kushner and Manafort took. Uh, and what more clear intent to collude could you have than the Russians offering dirt on Hillary Clinton as part of what was described as an effort to help Mr. Trump in the campaign? And Don Jr. saying, if it's what you say, I would love it. Now, I don't know how you find more abundant evidence of an intent to collude than God bless him if if you're a Democrat. Because that's a heck of a lot better than what we heard in the montage. But still, I mean, how many times did Bill Barr 
say there was no collusion. There is no collusion. There is no collusion. The kind of milk toast Mitt Romney version of this. Well, I'm very glad there wasn't enough evidence to convict the president or indict the president of colluding. And now Adam Schiff is still there was intent to collude. There was definitely intent to collude. Um, it's from from a political standpoint. I mean, what else are they going to talk about again? Like we talked about in the first segment from just a, a dude level. I mean, I from a dude level. Hey. Double down, triple down, you know, that's that's great. It's still it it's still face palm. Just all all the face palms. All the face palms, Todd. You know what's helpful? Thank goodness for the LGBTQ barbecue t shirt. That helps us discern what's going on here. Forget it's Donald Trump. Forget it's a Republican. For, it's just a politician. And uh, a politician with a uh long track track record. Uh, like Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, of having lots of contacts in the world, but is not known like either one of them as just this miscreant, okay? And because they have so many contacts in the world, and then they decide later in life to run for president, through channels, it comes to pass that somebody says, I've come across this information. You should look at that. And you do look at that. And it it is potentially uh, not a good look for one of your opponents. If if that's you, have you committed collusion? No, and it's it's not more complicated than that. And Robert Mueller uh, understands that. Now, you want it to be because you hate Donald Trump, and if it wasn't Donald Trump and any other Republican, you would still hate them just as much. And you know what? Let's spin it. The same would go uh, the other way as well uh, in many cases. But the law is supposed to be blind. Donald Trump just got – it is clear. You can see throughout the Mueller report that Donald Trump is the kind of guy that Steve, Aaron, and I were not comfortable putting our support behind to be the Republican nominee for president of the United States. And so we didn't. Uh, But people elected him anyways. This is reinforcing of all of his past uh, problems. But that continues to be what is behind Schiff's uh, insistence on this. It's not an objective reading of what's going on. And for, you know, for Adam Schiff on the left, you have uh, Sykes and Bill Crystal on the, the right, loosely speaking. I know you hate the guy. I don't like the guy. I don't know if I'll ever be able to pull the trigger on voting, uh, for him. He drives me nuts, but is he guilty of collusion? Again, have a standard, pick one other than blind hate. Next clip. Wrong. They created what Flynn did wrong. But this was, and then they prosecuted him to crack him. This, this is an investigation into Russian election interference, right? Russian attempted interference in the election. Well, and and, that, and, and, that, and that, there, that, there that, are Russians have no, that have been indicted. I have no problem with investigating Russian interference in an election. But there are Russians who are indicted. But that's not the reason this was a big story. This is a big story because they said that the man who got elected president of the United States was conspiring with the Russians in that interference, which is close to treason. Man, that's what made it a national, international story. You know... There are people Russians on the have campaign been who were talking to Russians, right? Russians, yeah, and there were people on Hillary's campaign that were talking to Ukrainians. I mean, the reality is 
You think this is the first time the Russians have interfered in an American election? No, it's definitely not. But let me ask you a question, because uh, Mitt Romney put out a statement saying that he was, quote, appalled that, among other things, fellow citizens working in a campaign for president welcomed help from Russia, including information that had been illegally obtained, that none of them acted to inform American law enforcement. Again, it's again, it's good news that there is insufficient evidence. But what, what about the willingness? I could tell you the things he wanted to do. That Rudy Giuliani. That, no, that, that, that guy Romney wanted to do. Come on. Man. What do you mean the things that stop Mitt the bull? Wanted? Stop the bull. Stop this pious act that you weren't digging, trying to dig up dirt on people, putting dirt out on people. Who Mitt Romney? When he was running for president, he ran, I ran against him. Right. So did John McCain run against him? But he wasn't accepting information from foreigners. I don't know if he was accepting information from foreigners. Who who says that the president accepted information from foreigners? You mean people on his campaign might have done it? First of all, Trump Tower meeting, I think, is what he was referring to. The willingness to sit down with Russians offering dirt on Hillary Clinton. That is what what a hypocrite to be talking. What a hypocrite. But why is any candidate, any candidate in the whole world in America would take information negative from a foreign source from a hostile foreign source? Who says it's even illegal? Who says it's even illegal? And does the information turn out to be false, by the way? The information that was gleaned and disseminated, every newspaper printed it. Why did the Washington Post print the information that came from a foreign source when they knew it was hacked? Aren't they just as wrong for doing that as the campaign wanting to use it? Why, why do you, information think, Mitt Rom- why do you think Mitt Romney is a hypocrite if he is Because saying- Mitt Romney did things very similar to that. Taking information no, from No, no. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with taking information from Russians. There's nothing it wrong with taking information. It depends on where it came from. It depends on where it came from. You're assuming that the giving of information is a campaign contribution. You read the report carefully. Mm-hmm. The report says we can't conclude that because the law is pretty much against that. Do you th- people get information from this person, that person? So this you, person? W- you would have accepted information from Russians against a client, against a, against a candidate if you were running in the presidential I, election? I probably, I probably wouldn't. I wasn't asked. I would have advised just out of excess of caution, don't do it. I'll give you another thing. But you're, saying, but you're saying there was nothing wrong with doing that. You, I mean, that's there's, no, just, there's no crime. I'm not talking about crime. I'm talking about. We're going to get into morality? morality. Yeah. Well, that isn't what prosecutors look at, morality. No, but that's, what Mitt, Romney, but that's what Mitt Romney is but referring to. But this didn't to. become an international scandal because of immorality. It became an international scandal because the president was accused of violating the law falsely. And now nobody wants to try to figure out who did it because that's the real wrongdoing here. Yeah. What do you think, Todd? Listen, there. <laughs> wow, Rudy. Uh, I know he's been maligned. A lot lately, but there's a lot of true news in there, starting with the fact, and he puts Jake back on his heels. Now, Jake, more than you could I, see, you could, if you can, you can still hear, if you listen closely, you can still hear Jake Tapper moving the goalposts yes. in that four minute. Yes, constantly. <laughs> and it's sometimes it takes crazy Uncle Giuliani, like to do, who just doesn't care anymore. Uh, to to do that, he does keep moving uh, the goalpost. This is it. all you have to do is flip the standard around. Is his curiosity about do you, do you take information from Russians? If if Hillary's getting the information that she needs, is he asking any questions about this? He might, he might, but are most of his colleagues? Absolutely not. The double standard that constantly exists. He's absolutely right. And I just have to hearken back to the point I made in the previous clip about listen, even Mitt Romney. There's a little bit of true uh, news there. Is it should you be wise as serpents if you're dealing with uh, 
a Russian and what their motivations may or of course you should. Should you possibly report things uh, if you have uh, if you know, if, you know, there's Russian businessmen, there's Russian government agents, there's nefarious Russian who knows you, you must be wise in serpents. Absolutely. Are you automatically guilty of something? If you get information from a Russian, the most guilty person in the room might conceivably the person within the information you're getting. That's possible. We keep taking all of uh, it, conjecture it, is just running wild, and Rudy Giuliani just refuses to let Jake Tapper set a standard that is not viable. Yeah, and uh, the the main thing about that is this is that that was a microcosm in that four minutes that was a microcosm of the entire last two years of this report right because the media while claiming collusion 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 with a foreign government namely the russians fail i i think probably to give adequate time to you know the steel dossier and I, I, going down that rabbit hole is a completely different show but who was that paid for? Who was that produced by? It was produced by Christopher Steele, who is what? A foreigner. Right. Um, that entire and moving the goalposts constantly. Well, he's not guilty of breaking the law, but he is guilty of ethics violations. Um, he's not colluding, but he is obstruction. He is obstruct. The mo- constant moving of the goalposts. Um, that that four minute clip right there. Like I said, a microcosm of the last two years. Final clip. The report lists 11 instances in which the president attempted or attempted to have others attempt to interfere with the investigation of his own campaign. Depending on how you look at them, it might be enough to prosecute. But it did show a venal, amoral, deceptive Donald Trump instructing his aides to lie and willing to help them do so. That's not good in the president of the United States. But there's a lot in there that should be troubling to uh, Americans about the president of the United States. So as soon as we get done with that Rudy Giuliani clip, that's some pretty harsh criticism. But you know what? That's That's pretty much true news. Yeah, mostly Um, true news. I agree. We live in a world, guys, where what we just said just a few minutes before that clip and that clip are both simultaneously now get this they're both simultaneously true donald trump is a victim he's also not a victim and he's also immoral he's a victim he is a victim of something of really it was a witch hunt he is not a victim in that he made the decision to invite lester holt and he is amoral venal and americans should be disturbed about that um what about all, any of that? What about any of that is new? What about any of that did we learn just last week? What what right. what about that did is new? Nothing is new under the sun. Um, but we do have to be able. This is a for if nothing else, Todd. This last two years maybe helped us exercise, and last week as well, help us exercise the critical thinking muscles and the multiple things can be true simultaneously muscle. I agree with everything there. I would push back um, on um, 
what's his name? Andrew uh, Napolitani. Yeah, uh, at one point. It, it, it's in in general, though. It's it, it, your job is not to just, oh, yes, sir, please, may I have another with an investigation? It's not obstruction if the investigation itself uh, is farcical, and in many ways it was. So there's the Donald Trump who is a liar and did lie and wasn't, but there's also more generally get beyond Donald Trump, which is your average person, the rights that you do have. Uh, you, you don't have to just swallow the Kool Aid when you are the Kool Aid when you are trying to get railroaded. And I think that part's also true. They were trying to railroad the president of the United States the United States to get him by any means necessary. And as Aaron, I know, has highlighted many times, and I have uh, myself, and we did in Kavanaugh, if they are going to do that to you, to them, what are they going to do to you? Yeah, going back to your original point, um, talking about AOC earlier this hour, uh, these people are legion. Yes. Coming up into the next hour, we're going to be talking about a subject that if Steve was here and Todd or I seriously... um, lobbied him to talk about he would roll his eyes and say no but because it's just todd and i today we're going to talk about it we're going to spend some time talking about this it's something that we've been wanting to talk about i'll tell you what it is when we come back on the next top half of next hour uh we the this is the steve day show minus steve day on blaze tv radio podcast however you're consuming we'll be back in a few <laughs> Hour number two of the Steve Day Show on Blaze TV radio podcast. However, you are consuming this minus Steve. I'll talk a little bit about that in just a few moments. If you'd like to communicate with Todd and I standing in for Steve today, you can do show in um, a couple of different ways. If you want to contact the big man himself, the big man. Um, Steve Dace, uh, you can do so. Steve at stevedace.com. On Twitter, at Steve Dace Show. Look him up on Facebook by searching Steve Dace. That last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Uh, if you want to tweet at Todd or I, Todd's Twitter handle is at Dace Online. Mine is at Dace Producer. As I said, uh, Steve is out today. Got some uh, health concerns that he's taking care of right now. So we send him our prayers and would covet your prayers as well. So it's just, again, uh, Todd and I uh, standing in for him uh, this day as well. Uh, coming up later on today, and we might talk about this a little bit in this hour as well. Coming up later on today on the Blaze TV Roundtable. I mentioned this in the montage, but there is this debate that has been kicked off thanks to Elizabeth Warren. And kicked off, it's been going on for a while, but kicked off really in fuego. On fire now uh, regarding student loan forgiveness. What does that mean? There are some pretty well-known conservatives, pundits who are actually, you know, some version of this I would actually be okay with. So what are the arguments pro or con? We'll be talking about that on the Blaze TV roundtable. And I'm getting this question uh, more and more, and it's on me. I need to remind Steve as well when he's back in. Uh, The Blaze TV roundtable is exclusively for Blaze TV subscribers. You can go to blazetv.com slash dace. Sign up there if you're not a subscriber yet. If you are a subscriber, just go to blazetv.com, sign in, and then go to the Steve Day Show show page. It's available there, again, only on video, only for subscribers. So if you're listening to the podcast, getting this um, some other way as well. Uh, and you're not subscribed, you're not going to be able to see that. Lots of great, que- uh, lots of great conversations 
on a day-to-day basis, uh, digging deeper into some of the biggest news of the day. It's about 20, uh, 25 minutes long on a day-to-day basis. It goes Monday through Thursday, blazetv.com slash Show. where later today you can find the roundtable talking about student loan forgiveness um, as well. So with that out of the way, and without further ado, I talked about this, Todd, a couple of times last hour. And this issue that we're about to talk about, Todd, something that I texted you a few weeks ago and I said, hey, next time we do the show alone, we're going to talk about this. And the reason why we did this is because this issue, kind of like marijuana uh, to Steve, is just one that he doesn't have enough energy for. And I don't fault him for that at all. I don't think anybody would. Um, But this issue is a lot more polarizing and I've, I've been seeing this amongst even conservatives. And when I say polarizing, I mean like leftist polarizing. Yep. Like our way or the highway. Yep. Polarizing. And that's my main concern about this issue. And before I tell you what it is, Todd has been, um, and I want to, I want to say this, one of the main, one of, one of the main reasons why I've actually started paying attention to this and delving into this is because I've seen Todd um, you know, every day, of course, working here on the show, the love he has for his family, obviously, and his kids. And to see some of the reaction that he gets uh, online when he talks about this, I'm like, something is something is not right here. Because the way that Todd is being talked about sometimes gets talked about sometimes. And the Todd that I see on a day-to-day basis is not, it's not the same. So that's why I started wading into this. And if you haven't figured it out by now, and again... If you would like to have a conversation and listen to a well-reasoned conversation, please continue to listen on. If you're not going to uh, have any open mind at all, at all, this conversation is not for you. I would never tell you to turn off, but maybe, you know, um, keep, keep listening to us, but maybe walk out of the room. You know, something like that. If you're willing to have an open-minded conversation about this, keep listening. Please do. If you haven't figured out what we're talking about right now, It's vaccines. Now, people automatically want to go to labels. I'm pro-vax, I'm anti-vax, I'm vaccine skeptic. I want to start with where I am on this because I think it should set the table for where Todd will probably go with this as well. And I think it will help to frame the conversation a little bit better. Where I am with vaccines is I would not, if, if you force me to put a label, and we hate labels on the show, if you would force me to put a label on where I am with this, let's just say this at the offset, the most liberal, the most um, reaching definition you could maybe put on me is vaccine skeptic. Having said that, if it were completely up to me, which it won't be when I'm married and have kids someday, hopefully it will be a decision that my future wife and I will make together. But if it was completely up to me, and Todd knows this, I think, uh, if it was completely up to me, I would probably have my kids vaccinated. But the best definition you could put on me is vaccine skeptic. Here's where I am with this, though. And I don't even get into the scientific arguments behind vaccines. Here's why. Because I have not met one person yet who can look me in the eye when I ask them to and guarantee with 100% certainty, 100% certainty that vaccines will never and do never harm your kids. Now, that doesn't mean that they always harm their kids or even most of the time they harm their kids. So the science, even though in the science and and the research behind it is definitely relevant, anytime there is ambiguity 
anytime there is some uncertainty, anytime there is some gray area, there needs to be, as we talked about yesterday on, uh, during the last portion of the show, there needs to be a lot of grace. That's my argument. My argument is not necessarily for or uh, against vaccines. My argument is against the attitude that it's my way or the highway when it comes to vaccines. That is not an attitude at all. And I see this, this was about a month ago now, but this woman on Twitter, for it appeared about 24 to 48 hours, I think, Todd. Yeah. And she was not some anonymous Twitter troll. This woman has written for The Federalist. This woman has worked for Morton Blackwell's organization. This woman is not just a random person. In her bio, she says, Christian conservative, I'm from the, you know, the South, uh, essentially. This person repeatedly called Todd and I and others who are just trying to get into the conversation who aren't even anti-vax, calling us bleeping, F-wording monsters because we're just, we dare, we dare to uh, question the effectiveness or the morality of vaccines. Again, that is what I'm pushing back on. I'm not pushing back against necessarily the science. Todd can do that uh, better than I can. And I'll let you make up your own mind about whether his arguments are uh, merit some um, cause for pause. That is what I'm pushing back again. Unless you think I'm making a straw man, unless you think I'm making a red herring out of this one, this person is legion. This has happened multiple times. Anytime I waited, and I've waited into this too a couple of times, like in seriousness on Twitter. Anytime you go into that, there is this response, even from conservatives, even from people in this audience sometimes, to Todd, because he dares to question the effectiveness. Now, whether that now going back to the effectiveness of vaccines, maybe it's a ninety-nine percent effectiveness, maybe it's a ninety-five percent effectiveness, maybe it's eighty, eighty-five. Again, anytime there is ambiguity, anytime there is a gray area, there needs to be at least some room for grace. If you are conservative, if you are Christian of of any stripe, understand that. Do not again. I'm pushing back against the attitude that. People who make these decisions for their family and maybe are concerned about this are somehow terrible people. Now, you may ask now, now the, 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 the most common argument that I have heard from anti vaxxers, and it's a good argument if my child is vaccinated, why are you worried about it? Now, the right comeback to this is the same that, um, that pro choice or pro lifers, like all of us, should be. Um, that, that, that is the argument that they make, that this is your child, yes, but if you are infringing upon this child's ability, God-given ability, God-given right to life, then it becomes my problem. That's actually the right, that's actually the consistent answer. However, like I said, there is a far cry between the moral and scientific certainty of the child in the womb versus the moral and scientific ambiguity of injecting a substance into your child's body. Again, it may be 1%, it may be 10%, it may be 15%, but I do know that if the government set up a fund for vaccine injuries, there is at least some risk. Now, if that risk is 1%, if it is 15%, if it is 20%, then there needs to be room for grace, and there cannot be this attitude that Todd is a bleeping monster, or anybody who makes this decision for their family is a bleeping monster because they don't get their kids vaccinated. That is my entire argument. It starts and ends there. We cannot allow ourselves to become like the other side. These are the tactics that they use. We cannot allow ourselves to become like that or just allow that to go willy-nilly because that is fundamentally against everything that we stand for, uh, that we believe in. 
Less do you think, and Shannon Joy, our friend Shannon, uh, less do you think that this is just, well, I don't have to care about this. No, this is an issue, increasingly so. See any of the headlines about measles, about the measles epidemic. There was a headline from, I think it was, was it NBC News, Todd? Uh, or maybe it was even CNN that Jake Tapper tweeted out a couple weeks ago. Right. The headline literally read, this baby has measles because of anti-vaxxers. Less do you think that this is something that you can just avoid? Less do you think that you're uh, maybe a single guy like me and this is just something that you don't have to worry about? No, the entire premise and where this is entirely heading if you listen carefully and watch closely, and this is already happening in New York, which is yes. why I bring up my friend, our friend Shannon Joy, this is going to be an issue that you will be made to care about because the rate that yes. this is going is to make this mandatory. I think now, now I don't want to set up straw men. I don't want to set up constructs. And I say people in this audience react to you like that. I think most people I have seen who are conservatives who even think that you are a bleeping monster, Todd, uh, would not say that vaccines should be mandatory. That one chick, now you, your experience may be different. That's just what I'm, I'm, I've seen. Uh, most people don't think that they should be mandatory. But the driving impulses behind these types of arguments are that they should be mandatory and that it's ethically and morally wrong for people like Todd to not vaccinate their kids. So again, my argument is not against the science. My argument is not against the research. Like I said, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. If it was completely up to me, I would probably have my kids vaccinated someday. My argument is against the impulse and the notion that you are morally superior for vaccinating your kids and that people like Todd are deserving of judgment and condemnation and the ire for having for deigning to not or to, deigning to even question the effectiveness of vaccines. Hopefully I made my case well. Hopefully that will Todd's Todd's viewpoint is a little bit different than mine, but hopefully uh, or it takes it a little bit further than mine I should say. Uh, hopefully that will set up the conversation for what you can hear from Todd. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you even stop listening to me right now that's how you do the socratic dialogue right there he's just he's a curious thinker uh, i want to hear all sides and then i'll decide for myself uh so i owe uh and all of you quite frankly oh aaron uh uh for that secondly aaron break in any time because i can just go stream of consciousness on this if you think point of clarification have a specific question just 10 get in but listen here's the deal i as a uh young healthy man I've, i'm vaccinated uh and yeah, yeah, most people do not have debilitating effects from vaccination uh, that we know of. Uh, my wife is not vaccinated and my four daughters are not uh, vaccinated. Uh, and, you know, our, the, the, the places we live are not overrun uh, with uh, outbreaks that we have caused. For starters, you, you can't act like the that disease is like in the walking dead. If you've watched the walking dead, like everybody they figured out during that show that everybody has the potential. You don't just can't get it because you got bit by one of the zombies. As soon as you die, everybody's going to turn in. It's not measles is not just inside of us. Okay. So if you are unvaccinated, but you live in a place like we do in modern America with good hygiene, good sanitation, many places of America, uh, good diet, you know, you, that fends off 
a lot of the potential uh, for diseases. I don't think I'm saying anything crazy. This is we've uh, the reason why disease throughout human history has existed is because animals and sewage and filth and up to our eyeballs in that. Okay, that still exists in other parts of the country. And vax, I'm not. If you want to do the anti-vax, pro-vax, I'm I'm neither one of those things. You're gonna, but if I have to be in the camp, I guess I'm anti-vax. Uh, but open your mind beyond the labels uh, uh, for starters. Aaron set the table so I don't have to waste a lot of time on, on the fact that there is a there's an entire fund set up by the federal government that pays out millions every year for children injured and who are injured by vaccines and who die from vaccines. When's the last time do you have you ever heard of that or have you ever read a story in the news about that an annual summary? Almost all of you are probably going to say no, but you know about these vaccine outbreaks because you are just spammed with one well for starters there was a movie called outbreak dustin hoffman like 15 years ago you know where it's like ebola coming through so we like to use the word the the technical use of the term you can have like three or four cases within a relatively you know with a certain geographical area and suddenly you have an outbreak and it can be something like measles which is not uh ebola so if it you should you should be skeptical if you're not you, you're not hearing stories about those deaths and injuries, but you are hearing stories about this now. New York, there's been a couple other places. The California, which I'll get back to in a second, the Disneyland uh, measles, I, I believe it was outbreak. Are you ever hearing follow up to these outbreaks? What happened? What was the result? The debilitating injuries that resulted from them, the deaths that resulted from them. You know, you're not hearing those stories, are you? And that's because there wasn't any. Now, can it happen? Yes, it's all a gamble. If you vaccinate, there's a gamble you're going to be injured. If you don't vaccinate, there's a gamble as well. So we need to make grown-up choices. Uh, But why are you not hearing those stories? Because, listen, it's scientific that you will... through getting these diseases, you will get natural immunity, which is more, that's 100% effective compared uh, to uh, vaccinated immunity. I, I, now, in, even regarding polio, polio, the, the disease was already on the decline and far more vicious than measles was already on the decline before the vaccine was introduced. Now, you can still make an argument that if the if that had not happened and the vaccine was introduced earlier before that decline happened, could uh, could uh, the decline have happened sooner? That's a fair argument. But you also have to look, well, why did it decline on its own without the vaccine? Well, because immunity started to a, kick in and also about 90% of the people who got polio during that time had symptoms of the common cold. The 10 other 10% were far worse. And good grief, if we could have avoided that all early on with a vaccine, have that conversation. But also back at that time, and when I was a kid, I'm 46, um, the cocktail of combined vaccines that I got back then, I, the numbers vary, but I think it was like somewhere between a total of 15 to 17 back then with boosters and things like that. Now it's the cocktail over time is like 40. So it's not just about which vaccine, the MMR vaccine causes which disease, autism or something like that. It's about is this is 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 putting all of this into a young human body 
increasingly potentially dangerous? I think the answer uh, is obviously yes. And it's at least a discussion we should have. Now, we also go back to uh, Disneyland in California, and I'm throwing a lot at you here. Uh, it was early said, of course, uh, the unvaccinated cause of that outbreak that happened there. The vaccine strain that was being passed around there uh, was a from a vaccine. The, 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 the disease strain was from a vaccine. Explain uh, that. So my bit. point being, you can the vaccinated shed disease. They get this vaccine in them. It, it, it sheds. So you can get now this you, you'll hear pushback on this, but how? Uh, that you cannot get uh, any disease from a vaccine strain. I listen in California. That was a vaccine strain being passed around. All right, that it it it, it now it may have been passed on to some unvaccinated, some of which who in that area are undocumented uh, undocumented uh, immigrants. Uh, but you know, it, it's simply unfair to uh, throw that on them as well. It's just what's the point of origin? Let's not look for. Uh, convenient uh scapegoats on this another argument uh, is uh the fact uh, beyond shedding is this notion of herd immunity that it, it it if you vaccinate somewhere it's like 93 94 95 percent then everybody else will be protected that's why we need such those who cannot should not be vaccinated the the elderly uh the ill uh, you know, people with cancer, unhealthy immune systems, uh, small, small children. So they're uh, they're they're admitting that there's reasons why you should not vaccinate certain people because it's potentially dangerous. Uh, all right. Well, that herd immunity again. That's a that's a, a notion stolen from natural immunity and co-opted to get you to be vaccinated. It it would be true if 95 percent of people were automatically immune, 100 percent immune. Uh, through disease, but you, because you admit out of the gate that some people, and many people, most people can see that uh, right away with me that y- you can, uh, it, the vaccines are not 100% effective. They they simply don't take. It's why you get boosters. You you have no idea at any one time if you've reached 95% with a vaccinated population. In fact, if people were to be honest, it's like you'll never get that high, even if 95% of the pi- people are vaccinated. It's because it's just not that effective. So you 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 you're using that's just a scam. That 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 is a bait and switch, uh, and it's just uh, simply dishonest. Any, uh, that, uh, I need to collect my thoughts again after everything yeah. and see yeah. if I've forgotten anything. Yeah, and the argument that I hear um, most again, I'll, I'll touch on this again, is that you are you have an ethical and moral duty to your children to keep them safe that you are morally and ethically in the wrong and responsible if your child uh, gets measles if they get polio or something like that that is easily uh, easily pre- preventable by a vaccine because you are putting them at danger if you do not get them vaccinated and again this um this line of reasoning and argument is actually um it can be consistent, however, um, it, it, consistent in, in the same type of way that the pro-life argument is that once you start messing around with somebody else's God-given rights, like the right to life, uh, then it becomes my problem. However, if you take that reasoning that parents are morally and ethically responsible for their ki- children's well-being 
especially, and they are it, they are responsible when they put them at risk. Um, shouldn't people who you know do you do, have you ever put your kids in a car before, Todd? Uh, many times. Yeah. Do you ever drive anywhere? Yes. Uh, daughters play sports, right? Oh yes, high level. Uh, Aggressively so. Have they ever gotten hurt? Yes. Okay, so you're a terrible human being. Right. Then. Exactly. Taking to its logical, you see what we did there. Taking to its logical conclusion, that line of thinking to a point, even though it, even though it can be taken to a point, I think reasonable, reasonably, but to just flat out say, no matter what, any risk you put your children at leads that you are morally responsible for. Um, you can, you, you're going to end up with a boy in the bubble, guys. You're going to end up with, okay, I'm going to put you in a padded room. Don't move. I don't want any pain whatsoever. Now, if you're, you know, if you're like flinging your baby around, you know, off a five-story building, that's a, a, a stupid risk. And people would say, well, it seems to me that vaccines, if they're 95% effective, it's a stupid risk not to, okay, we can have that conversation. But again, underscoring what Todd just talked about at the very end of his soliloquy there, if they're not that effective, even if they're just 7%, if you are a Christian, if you are a conservative, you cannot. I don't think you can pass judgment. I don't think you can have the moral high ground necessarily uh, to say that you should absolutely, no matter what, always get your kids uh, vaccinated. If that is a choice, if that's your, um, if, if that's what your conscience tells you, if that's what you're convicted to do, then you should do it for your own children, but to... Um, but to say with absolute moral certainty when there is not a 100% effectiveness that these people are morally in the wrong who do not have their children vaccinated, again, we, can't, we cannot do arguments like that. A, a couple other things off the top of my head. Uh, the, uh, the, you, you're vaccinated through a shot through, in, into your bloodstream. Our whole, our entire bodies have a system for processing, you know, filters for processing uh, disease. So the, and it's not, we don't get disease like that. It comes into our system in various uh, ways, which is one of the reasons why uh, the immunity we uh, get through natural immunity is ultimately more effective. But uh, tonsils, tonsils is one of the first lines of defense. And as you know, we started taking out tonsils. As a matter of course, one of those useless things like the appendix, why is it there? Well, science has actually gone back on that now, both on the appendix, which is a separate issue from vaccination, but also uh, on the tonsils. Like maybe we were uh, a little too quick to cut on that because the science sh- actually real science shows that once we started taking on uh, uh, people's tonsils, uh, adults started having a lot more occasions of uh, asthma. Uh, and other breathing, uh, pneumonia, adult respiratory uh, issues. So we've started rethinking that. Also, in those who do get uh, autism, regardless of what we understand the cause of, of it, a lot of it also has to do with the, uh, they, they have uh, p- kids who have autism have gut problems, they have bacteria in the gut, and diet a lot of times a very strict diet is the way they pull them out of it by increasing improving the bacteria in that gut. The, the bacteria in that gut is a filter uh, uh, for disease. So that we we ha- if if we really respect the human body. Uh, and evolution, per se, uh, and, you know, what the purpose is, uh, it seems like we throw that all out the window and just have to believe uh, things that aren't really science, uh, but uh, scientism. And lastly, I once went to a doctor. 
and I had to go there for a checkup for my old uh, employer, a uh, mandatory because I turned 40 and we were talking about it. And he said, do you want this booster? And I said, no. And we got into it and talking about kids and school and he was nice and he kind of paused because he wanted to say something and didn't. I said, no, go ahead, please. I, I, I'm not afraid of it. And he said, well, I got to be honest. If my kids uh, were going to school with your kids, I don't think I'd let them sit next to each other. And I simply responded, but you were vaccinated, man. I mean, do you believe your juju or not? He wasn't even making a herd immunity thing. He says his kids are vaccinated, yet he's still afraid. So much of this is fear-based. I don't begrudge you one bit if you think the right decision is to vaccinate your kids. But you, you believe in monsters in the closet if you think simply because my kids aren't living in suburban Des Moines and our, that, that I'm a danger to your children. It's, it, it just isn't so. You're lying to yourself. So just have the, follow up with me online, and you can do so passionately and aggressively in terms of whatever where you think I should look, which brings me up one more point in the last discussion I had online. Listen, I already laid out, in Aaron, the, the press is not, it, does, it, it is hostile to people like me. My old employer was hostile to people like me. You're never going to get a fair shake on this. So I do provide links to things that get the conversation going, and they're from natural health sites. And instantly people, oh, you give me a legitimate, they won't take the content at face value at all. That's a ridiculous source. I've never heard of that source before. Uh, it's an alternative source. You know what else is an alternative source of news? Blaze TV. You come here, though, don't you? Because you're not going to get what we offer in a lot of other places. And we also do alternative health things here as well. Don't fall for the red herrings and the straw man. Have a grown-up conversation. I'd be happy to do it with you. And thank you, Aaron, brother, for starting this off. You bet. Realestateagentsitrust.com was started because there's so much frustration in buying or selling a home. No urgency, no return phone calls, no real marketing. And the answer is always, uh, let's have another open house. How's that sound? Real estate agents I trust knew that there had to be a better way and learned three keys to ensure success with your biggest investment. One, selling or buying a home is a very complicated process and difficult to navigate. Two, market value for your home can't be done by an algorithm. It takes years of expertise to be able to price your home properly. And three, home sellers must genuinely like, genuinely like the agent that they choose to trust their home to. So get moving right now with realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. All one word, realestateagentsitrust.com. When we come back, we're going to take your calls. So go ahead and start calling in on this topic, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. We're going to be talking about what we're going to be discussing in more detail, and we want to hear your – we're not going to – I don't think Todd and I are going to give our opinions too much because we're going to be talking about this later today on the Blaze TV Roundtable with Chris Pandolfo. But the debate that Elizabeth Warren kicked off in full bore yesterday about forgiving student loan debt. I want to hear your thoughts. I'm going to provide you with a couple of different options for what you really think about this. And we'll be taking your calls again. 888-900-3393. Your calls coming up next on Blaze TV. It's the Steve Day Show.
wrapping up a Steve Dace-less Steve Dace show here on Blaze TV radio podcast. However you're listening to us, it's myself, Aaron McIntyre, along with Todd Erzin. Uh, we're going to be taking your calls here in just a few moments. 888-900-3393 is the number. 888-900-3393. Talking about um, the concept of forgiving student loan debt. I want your thoughts on that. But first, do you have a stoplight on your kitchen table to let you know when to stop eating? Um, probably not. At least I don't think so. If you did, then that'd be, that'd be interesting. You do have a stoplight though. That's naturally present in your body. It's called OEA. Now OEA sends a signal to your brain that you're full, but for some of us, that signal isn't strong enough. And that's why we keep eating and keep gaining weight. Get your body some help. Get Riduzone. Riduzone contains OEA. Riduzone is formulated to help you know when you're full. Think of Red U Zone, again, as that stoplight, that internal stoplight to tell you no more, no mas, no mas. Red U Zone was developed to help your stomach send a signal to your brain so you can feel fuller naturally. Willpower is only going to get you so far to fight food cravings and stop eating when you should. You might need a better stoplight. And it's important to know this. Red U Zone is not a stimulant. It doesn't contain caffeine. Red U Zone, again, contains OEA, and that's, that's it. Go to riduzone.com. That's R I D U Z O N E. R I D U Z O N E.com. Get a special offer right now. That's riduzone.com. R I D U Z O N E.com. So, Todd, yesterday, Elizabeth Warren unveiled her plan to forgive student loan debt for tens of millions of Americans. This is a little blurb from CNN. Elizabeth Warren on Monday proposed eliminating the student loan debts of tens of millions of Americans and making all public colleges tuition-free, staking out an ambitious stance on one of the central policy debates of the 2020 Democratic primary. Student debt and college affordability have become a key dividing line in the Democratic race between more progressive candidates who favor sweeping new tuition and student loan benefits and others who support more incremental adjustments to the way Americans pay for education. Warren's new plan would forgive $50,000 in student loans for Americans in households earning less than $100,000 a year. Uh, Let's see. According to analysis provided by her campaign, that would provide immediate relief to more than 95% of the 45 million Americans with student debt. Uh, The campaign estimates that the plan would cost $1.25 trillion over the next 10 years. Now, before you um, dismiss that out of hand, there have been some conservatives who have actually come out and said, hey, now – this might actually be something we need to listen to, not necessarily this plan. Ross Douthat from the New York Times, he's their actual Catholic there uh, writing for the New York Times. He said on Twitter yesterday, the correct conservative counterproposal to Warren is obviously college loan forgiveness for anyone who has two or more children. Okay, so that's one thing. Uh, actually forgiving uh, the debt if you have two or more children. Polymath, who is kind of a right-of-center pundit on Twitter, says... Conservatives can rail against student loan forgiveness all they want, but it is crushing an entire generation of young adults. And if we don't have an alternative proposal, we're idiots. Um, He says student loans should be discharged in bankruptcy, payments limited to 10% of income. Universities that got the dollars should be required to pay back whatever above 10% that income 
uh, that monthly payment is. So essentially saying if universities provided a uh, service to students that did not actually help them, then they should be on the hook for that. So what do you think about this? Todd and I are going to try to limit our um, our commentary on this since we're going to be talking about this on the Blaze TV roundtable. I want to know what you think about this. I want three options and the why behind those options. Are you open to some form of student loan relief? Yes, no, or yes, but. Yes, no, or yes, but. And I want the why, and I want the but on all three of those. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. Without giving away too much of what you think about on this, Todd, uh, while we wait for calls, 888-900-3393. Uh, were you surprised to see some of the kind of right of center conservatives with their reaction like we heard from Ross Douthat and Polymath? No. No, I'm not anymore uh, because we love the slippery slope on on gender, on gay marriage, uh, on immigration. We equivocate. We want to be nice. You know, listen, I... I in, we'll get if we want to talk about just like with vaccines. If we really want to talk about um, how we can build a better mousetrap on things like this, I am wide open to the conversation. But just know what we're talking about here is we're talking about amnesty for college student loan debt. That that's what it's it's the same thing. Uh, you you are asking to be uh, forgiven uh, something that a, a burden of which you put. On yourself, and if we're going to do that, uh, I'm 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 not I'm not surprised at all because I'm not surprised. I, I simply need to offer back. We 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 need to have the real discussion. You want let's, you want to get real? Let's get real. What what is college? What is its purpose? Why are we going there? Should fewer people go there? If we're really going to have the conversation, let's really have the conversation because, as in most things, I'm not surprised they're doing this because they're not really having the conversation we need they're just chasing straw man around this is purely political and it's not actually pragmatic yeah i think the last time you and i did this show by ourselves we kind of had this conversation the the really the, the root of all of this strip away the names strip away the proposals strip away the policy positions strip away um all of that the root of this is this belief this faith in education yeah. in education right? and i'm saying faith in education not in i'm saying that in the spiritual sense this belief that if you have a degree in your hand then that somehow makes you better i i will will uh yeah i think this would be a good analogy just last night i had my first lesson in ground school as i i'm not sure if i'm going to be able to do this but i'm i'm trying to get my pilot's license so i had my first license in ground uh, my first lesson in ground school and in that lesson they discussed when you're getting your certification or certification to to fly um you have to be proficient um in and current on different things now there's a difference between proficiency and currency uh just because you did something yesterday that means you're current doesn't mean you're proficient. Just because you have a college degree, it may mean you're current in what you're studying. Doesn't mean you're necessarily proficient or actually good at what you're getting. Or if there's a, that's that's provided there's an actual market for those skills that you supposedly learned in college. 
There is, there is no correlation between your proficiency as a worker and that piece of paper in your hand. Now, myself personally, I would not be here right now. I would not have had the uh, options that I had. Um, you know, coming out of school, I actually quit school to get my first job because I, I was that was just the that was the um, opportunity that I had, and I wasn't just going to let that pass up. But uh, without college, I wouldn't have had those opportunities without college. It's not for everybody, though. But I want to know what you think. 888-900-3393. Looks like Chris in California is ready to go. So, Chris, uh, if you're there, thanks for calling in. Are you yeah, open call. to some – yeah, are you open to some form of student loan forgiveness? Yes, no, or yes, but? Uh, no, I'm not. Why? Why? Yes. Because, you know, people make decisions in life all the time. They make good decisions and they make bad decisions. Um, If you're going to make a decision to go to a four-year university where you're going to spend, you know, $80,000 to $100,000 a year, and you're going to get an education in liberal arts, say, or be a psych major, or be an English major, and on the English major, if you're not going to be a teacher, what is the what is the point? If you're not going to use your English major, um, you know, that certificate or whatever, that paper that you have to get a job being a teacher, why would you get an English major? Why would you be an English major if um, you were going to be a psych major and you didn't want to go into psychological studies or, you know, do, you know, have a, um, um, a psychological business, you know, where you're, you know, or you, if, if you didn't want to go to a school and be a counselor or something like that, then what's, what's the point? If you're going to spend all this money and, uh, on an education and you're not going to use it after you get out of college, what's the point? Chris, I, I would I, – and that's, that's well said. Uh, what, what would you say to somebody then? Let's take this even further. Let's, what would you say to somebody then who might grant all of what you just said to you but also say that because of how crippling – this debt is for an entire generation and now going on two generations of, uh, of quote-unquote learners, and I'm doing air quotes now, um, just because of how crippling this debt is for them, it's going to end up hurting us all because these people aren't going to be able to uh, contribute to the economy the same way that previous generations have. Well, so yeah, it's essentially I mean, I, dooming us all. Well, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't particularly, uh, you know, ascribe to the dooming us all, uh, you know, philosophy. But if you're going, you say two generations. What have we learned from the first generation of kids who didn't get, uh, you know, who are still in massive debt, made stupid decisions? What about the counselors, uh, the counselors that are um, in in high schools? Where are counselors telling people that? The jobs that are coming, uh, where are they telling them to get, uh, you know, what are they telling them to study? Are they telling them to get a, be a psych major if you're going to be a, uh, a coder? Or, you know, what, you know what, is, what, what do you want to do in life? Where do you want to be? Maybe college isn't right for you. Maybe you should be in a vocational school, a, um, a vocational school, like Mike Rowe, uh, you know, promotes. Um, maybe you should be doing something with your hands. And not, not just get a piece of paper. You can get an associate degree to be a mechanic. You can get an associate degree and be a welder. You can, you know, there's, there's a myriad of different, um, different things you can go into. Uh, I, I would think that we should have learned from the first generation of people who, um, you know, who made this mistake and 
and we should have already learned that. Can I, the, listen, I especially that last part. Uh, Mike Rowe, love that guy. Uh, this goes this, and we need an answer to this before college into high school. We need to reemphasize the trades work along those lines. I mean, the guy who fixes my car and all the computers that are involved in that, he's making more than I am. I mean, good grief! There's just great work in blue collar trade uh, kind of work. So, absolutely, the one thing I, I want to push back on is that. Uh, y- it's we need it for colleges. Let's pretend they're not the crazy progressive bastions that they are. But we, I'm fine with people going to study English for reasons just because it's beautiful. We need to study the good, the true, and the beautiful. And reading Shakespeare and the classics, not New Age propaganda nonsense. Going there, not and they don't want to teach. If they want to go, uh, we we need people uh, like that. The real question when it comes to those things is, uh, well, on the personal end, you don't be naive. You know what the price, the current price tag is, and own it. But beyond that, why is college so expensive? That we really need to get to that question. Uh, we, we have flooded this market, uh, and it doubled the, uh, for good reasons because more and more women started going to college, and now more women graduate from college than men. Great, uh, but we we just have too many people going to college right now. Uh, not just because they're getting indoctrinated, but also because they're just going there for the experience, and they don't know why they're going. Have a sense of purpose for why you're going um, and and don't limit your options in the way that this guy's talking about. There's trades. There's all kinds of things. If you're going to college paying this kind of money and you don't know why you're going, that's a you problem. Chris, thanks for the great call, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Rick in Utah. Rick, um, do, you, do you think, Rick, uh, are you open to some form of student loan relief? Yes, no, or yes, but? No with an exclamation mark. Because no, with an exclamation is, mark. Why? Because you, you, if if you give uh, forgive the debt of this decision making that they've made to go to college, to go out and take the loan. Uh, further down the line, when okay, say Elizabeth Warren stated that she wanted to do this to freeze people up to be able to buy homes, cars, and so forth. Well, if they're going to make a bad decision with their uh, college tuition and then want to get out of it because for whatever reason, what makes you think they're going to make any better decision in buying a house and buying a car or <laughs> participating in the economy? Because the public's going to pay for that when they default on that because they've, they've established a track the, record of the precedent that you're made. setting then is what, yeah, what you're saying, Rick, the precedent that you're, that you're, that you're setting in doing this. And we, Hey, We've already set this precedent multiple times. It's not like this is just some sort of brand new precedent. But I like where he's going, Rick, or where Rick, I'm sorry, Rick is going is like, okay, so say these guys, these guys who flunked or maybe, you know, got their degree in underwater basket weaving from Harvard and went into, you know, $150,000 of debt, they get that wiped out. Uh, or most of it wiped out, 50,000 of it wiped out, they immediately then go and buy a five-bedroom uh, five house in Beverly Hills. That's a dramatic, extreme example. 
But that's kind of, I think, the way that well, Rick is going, Todd. But yeah, but not to mention, this, this defies economics 101, yeah. just like minimum wage laws do. They, you yep. won't have that money. Oh, we're just taxing the rich. No, Okay, so the rich will have less money to uh, to grow their businesses, to give you more jobs. We've learned this with the minimum wage. It's happening every day as we speak. We have these promises. They instantly pull back. They, we In San Francisco, this happened and other places. The economics simply do not work. That's well said. One final reminder, our friends at Home Title Lock sent us another example of how devastating home title fraud is and why every listener listening right now needs Home Title Lock. Let me tell you about Bill and Betty from Portland. Online thieves and, you know, online, uh, online, the Internet, that they have that everywhere now, like across the road. Online uh, thieves in the U.S. and abroad found the couple's home's title exposed on a website. They forged documents So it looked like they were the new owners and borrowed thousands of dollars against the property. Bill and Betty didn't know until the late payment notices poured in, but it got worse. A foreign bank foreclosed and then had them evicted from their own home. Imagine waking up one morning and First National Bank in Timbuktu says, yes, we own your home now. Get out. That's pretty much what happened to Bill and Betty. They spent a fortune trying to get their home back. Bill and Betty did not have home title lock for pennies a day. Home Title Lock, though, puts a barrier around your home's title and mortgage. Here's what I would advise you to do right now. HomeTitleLock.com is the website. You should go visit there. Register your home to see if your title has already been tampered with. And if you register now, you'll receive a free title scan and report a $100 value for free. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Todd, you got a couple minutes left. You got any final thoughts uh, from today's show? Well, um, I... I want to juxtapose one more time. I already said it, but the, the, what I asked, I, I, I'm pretty critical of things uh, as it applies uh, to this um, with uh, college tuition. But uh, the standard I applied to vaccination is the same. This is a real problem. The debt is insane. Real grownups yeah. should be able to get into the room. And even if you don't think that we should do loan repayment, be part of solving a problem that is a real problem because if you're looking at your own kids and they're not into trades and they want to go be a doctor or or you know a teacher or something like that it's it's increasingly getting out of control and so be find a way to be a part of the problem uh be a part of a grown-up conversation we rarely have these days uh, these any time on any front so i i hope we can find a better way to build this mousetrap that's well said. Um, hopefully you were able to uh, muddle through the show today with, along with us. We are glad, always have, uh, always glad for the opportunity to uh, fill in for Steve and kind of uh, navigate our own show. Of course, it is the Steve Day show, so we, you know, we wouldn't even be here without him. So uh, thoughts and prayers still uh, with Steve. Hopefully he'll be back in the uh, throw of things uh, tomorrow or later on this week. Uh, in the meantime, again, coming up later, we're going to be talking more about this on the Blaze TV roundtable, available exclusively for Blaze TV subscribers, blazetv.com slash day. So we're going to be having a, a much more in-depth conversation about student loan forgiveness, what a conservative, like an actual conservative position on this should be. Uh, until then, John 317, thanks for listening. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.